That's better. Now we can talk. Who and Sheriff? I can best explain my being here by saying I'm interested in seeing this murder solved. Then why... But arresting that man won't solve it. Who says it won't solve it? He read a note. Anyone could write a note. What does that mean? But it's signed Is by the... Is there anything to stop you from signing whatever name you want? Me? The hearty cry of Hyo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories, featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. The stories of the Lone Ranger's adventures were told and retold around thousands of frontier campfires, and many of those stories have come down to us through the generations. We know that the masked rider of the plains did more than any other man to bring law and order to the early western United States, and that high silver came to be the battle cry of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Baker City! Trouble's waiting on the trail ahead! Hello, Silver! The masked man and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, rode slowly toward Baker City. Less than a mile from town, as they were passing a grove of trees, Tonto's horse whinnied nervously and for no apparent reason came to a clattering halt. What? What matter, paint horse? Oh, silver oh. oh. Well, that funny thing. Maybe there's a snake on the trail. Hmm. Me not see him. But what? Look over there, Tonto. What you see? <laughs> I may be wrong, but I want to have a look. Huh? Come. Have you seen anything by the base of that tree? Grass. Plenty torn up. Well, there might have been a fight here, but that isn't all. There. Blood. 
That's what must have frightened your horse. Oh. Whoever was here tried to cover it up, but he was in too big of a hurry to do a good job. That's right. You look there, on tree. What is it, Tonto? They're hair from horse. Yes, black hairs. Someone riding a black horse was here. The horse must have rubbed up against the tree, and these hairs were caught in the bark. That's right. Do you find anything else, Kimosabe? No. That's all. This may mean nothing, or it may mean a lot. Me think color get killed. What we do? There's nothing we can do except go on to town. What we do there? Perhaps they've had word there of a shooting. Steady, old boy. Uh-huh. <coughs> Most likely there's nothing to worry about, but it won't hurt to find out. Come on. Get him up, King At the same time, the masked man and Tonto were examining the evidence beneath the grove of trees. Three men were standing before the bar of the cafe in Baker City. One was Mort Prentiss, a rancher with an outfit 15 miles from town. The second was Clem Sawyer, the town's domineering banker. And the third was Phil Tracy, a gambler who spent most of his time at the cafe's gaming tables. The three men were engaged in what seemed to be a friendly argument. Look here, Clem. What I aim to find out is how you and Phil knew I was figuring to buy that there diamond Jason York brought to this town. <laughs> you didn't have a notion you could put something over on us, did you, Mort? I ain't as easy as that. And from the looks of it, Clem ain't neither. Uh, you two are always trying to go me one better. What you mean, Mort, is that you and Phil are always trying to get the best of me. Now I... That ain't right neither, Clem. It's you and Mort that are staying awake nights to get ahead of me. Well, I put it over on the two of you the time I bought Blackie. That horse of yours? Mm-hmm. He's the best horse you ever seen. He ain't in the same class with that black horse I bought. <laughs> you're both loco. Compared to that horse of mine, yours are just a couple of stove-in cayuses that ain't hardly got the strength to walk to the feed box for oats. Why, you bragging old Hold on, hold on. That just goes to prove what I was saying. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because I buy me a black horse, you two fellows think you've got to have black horses to beat mine. How about the time I bought me that fancy saddle? You two mavericks didn't waste no time having saddle just like it sent out from Denver. <laughs> Talk all you want to, Phil, and you too, Clem. But the, if the both of you ain't here to try and outbid me for that diamond old man York brought from Frisco, then I'm a sheeper. <laughs> well, you didn't figure on hogging in for yourself, did you? Say, just who is this fellow York? Ain't you never heard of him? Why, he's the biggest jeweler in the Hall of Frisco. Know him, do you? Well, he's never been in these parts before, but I met him once when I was on the coast. Well, why can't we go up and talk to him now, Mort? He's in his room, isn't he? We're supposed to wait for the young fellow that's his bodyguard. Well, ain't that him just coming in? Well, sure it is. Well, what's his name, Mort? He calls himself Dick Leonard. Uh, Dick. Hey, Dick. You want me? We're waiting to see your boss. We heard he's got one of the biggest diamonds ever seen in these parts. That's right. Sure is a beauty. You fellas aim to buy it? Well, one of us does. Come along, then. His room's just at the head of the stairs. Come along, fellas. Why won't he come down? Well, if there's cash going to change hands, it ought to be where it's private. Well, here's the steps. Well, I'm declaring myself right now. 
I'm going to have that diamond if I got to get a mortgage on my ranch from claim to buy it. I ain't so sure I'd loan you any cash. Well, I got cash aplenty. It's all morning, you fellas. If either one of you aims to get that stone away from me, you'll have to bid mighty high. You're two of the most contrary cusses. Quiet I... down. Here's York's door. I'll lock to let him know we're here. Well, go ahead. He don't answer. Maybe he's napping. That's funny. He don't often sleep during the day. Well, rap again. Yeah. Hmm. He wouldn't have gone out, would he? He said he'd be right here. Maybe you better try the door. I don't suppose there's anything wrong, but just... Well, anyhow, the door's unlocked. He can't be so very... Look at there. Well, I'll be... Come here. He's been shot. Mr. York, can you hear me? This is Dick. That won't do no good. He's dead, all right. Really Take a look there. But who is it? Where's the diamond? Why, uh, he kept it in a little chamois bag in a special pocket he had. Take a look and see if it's there. I'll soon find out. I'll bet it's gone. What else would he have been shot for? Can you find it, Dick? Just a minute. Mort, you better get the sheriff. This is something for the law to handle. I've seen him downstairs. I'll have him right here. What'd you find out, Dick? It's gone. The diamond? There ain't no sign of it. The bag's here, but it's empty. What's that under York's hand? It's a piece of paper. I'll get it. What's it say, Phil? Well, of all the low-down tricks. Put up your hands, you skunk. You, you don't mean... Oh, look here. Don't you accuse me of it. I didn't do it. Reach, Dick. Heist your hands and make it fast. You're wrong. Look here, Phil. I didn't have... Heist him. Take his gun, Clem. I'll take his gun, Phil, but I'd sure like to know what you're accusing Dick for. Get the gun, then I'll tell you. There. Listen, boys, there's a mistake. There's a big Shut mistake. Up. Here, Clem. Have a look at this note. It was written before York died. Mm, let me see it. Writing sort of scraggly, ain't it? Yeah. It's enough to put the blame on you, all right, Dick. What's it say? I was shot by my bodyguard. That's you, Dick. It's a lie. Let me see that note. So as you can chew it up and destroy the evidence, huh? Not a chance. We told you what it says. Now you just keep your hands high till we get the sheriff here. I know York's handwriting. Let me see if it's his. A man don't bother to write in his familiar style when he's dying. Writing don't mean anything. You've got to listen to me now. Better I... save your talk for the jury and the sheriff, Beck. What's all the commotion? Oh, here's the sheriff Mort now. Come in here, sheriff. That's what I aim to do. What's going up? Hey, Phil. What are you holding your gun on Dick for? I reckon we already got the prisoner for you, Sheriff. Listen to me. It's a frame-up. I didn't do it. That's what about nine killers out of ten say. It's funny the number of men claim they was framed. So it's Jason York that's been shot, eh? There he is, poor critter. Phil has a note. Let me see it. There you are. It tells just why I slapped leather and disarmed Dick Leonard. Hmm. Sheriff, let me... Shut up like you're done reading this. It's evidence, ain't it? Reckon it is. Let me see your shooting iron. Here it is. Thanks, Clem. You can see, Sheriff. The gun ain't been fired. Smell of it. You can prove it. Mm, ain't no cartridge just fired. Barrel looks clean. You don't smell a burnt powder. Don't that prove that it? That don't ever... prove a thing. The first thing a smart killer does is to clean his gun and replace the fired shells. We'll take the gun as evidence along with the note. Sheriff, will you let me have a look at that note? Sure. Keep your hands right where they are and look as much as you please. That's you that's mentioned here, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, but that ain't York's handwriting. No? No, it ain't. The jury will discuss that angle of it, Leonard. Oh, that dirty frame-ups. You can't hang me in the strength of that note. You can't... You as well fess up, Dick. Where's the diamond at? Well, how'd I know? Don't know why you wouldn't, being as you killed York to get it. You do best to tell the truth, Dick. Sure, come clean. Tell us where the diamond's hid. The law might go a little easier with you. I don't know where the diamond is. I didn't kill York. I didn't touch that diamond. You can jail me if you're a minder. You can hang me. But I won't tell where that diamond is. I can't tell because I don't know, and... And that's the honest-to-gosh truth. Well, you better come along, Dick. 
Reckon there's nothing to do but jail you. I I'd... wouldn't decide on that too quickly. Well, what the... Where'd he come from? Mass. Well, I'll be. Stick your hands up, mister. You're not so fast. You're all covered. I got a gun on it looks you. Looks as if we have each other covered. Drop your gun. I won't. Drop it. You can't squeeze that trigger fast enough. Drop it. Quick. That's better. Now we can talk. Who in Sheriff? I can best explain my being here by saying I'm interested in seeing this murder solved. Then why... Arresting that man won't solve it. Who says it won't solve it? He read a note. Anyone could write a note. What does that mean? But it's signed by Is there anything to stop you from signing whatever name you want? Me? Well, Lance, say... You can write anything. My sakes, mister, don't look at me. I I don't know anything. If the dead man is supposed to have written the note in this room, isn't it natural to suppose he would have been shot in this room? Who in blazes says he wasn't shot in this room? Now you get out of here and mind your own business. What is there to prove he was shot in this room? What's that? Look around here. Is there any sign of a man being wounded or shot? I don't see any stains. Well, that don't prove it. Hold on, mister. I don't know who you are, but it seems you're aiming to find a murderer. How was the man shot? Drilled clean through the heart. He was killed mighty sudden. Mighty sudden, eh? Well, it must have been. And yet you claim he was able to get to that table and write a note and sign his name to it. He couldn't have. Don't you see, Sheriff? That lets me out. That shows the note is fake. It proves that the note don't mean anything. And without the note, there's nothing to accuse me. You know York's handwriting. As well as I know my own. And that note weren't written by him. That's about what I thought. I... Well? You thought what, stranger? Perhaps... Perhaps I'd better keep my ideas to myself. Now, see here. If you're going to bust into this case, you've got to let I me know. I have nothing to say right now, Sheriff. Suppose you go right ahead as you had planned. Don't let me down. Wait, stranger. Don't leave. We'll meet again, Dick. Don't go. You're the only friend I've got. You're the only one that believes in Keep me. your chin up. Now, you hold on. I want to talk to you. Don't try to follow me. That'll get the key out of the door. Sheriff! Don't let him get away. Grab him. I've covered. Now, hold on there. Out of the back way. Why you not tell law? What you find? I nearly did, Kimasabi. Now I have another plan. What? That? We need certain information. But when we have it, Tato, we'll trap the killer. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. We don't wait too long. Maybe we can pick up the trail. Yeah, come on. What's that? Look! The masked man again. He was listening to what we said. And it's just too bad for him. Now we'll get him for sure. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.